And we're back, Sidious Mag live. We just had a disaster off camera <laughs> of trying to pop bottles of champagne because we're joined by Anna Hall. Few days after another medal here at the World Championships. I got it on, guys. Oh, you have it. I have it. <laughs> Silver medal in the heptathlon. Anna, how are you recovered after all of that? Are you feeling rested finally? Yeah, I'm finally starting to feel back to myself. I think the first two days after I was just in bed and I was like, can we just cancel everything today? <laughs> you know, we couldn't, but um, I'm feeling um, a little bit more like myself again and my body's um, recovering well, so feeling good. How brutal is it? Like, what, what event is it that's making you know, as tired as you are, is there, is it just that eight or um, is it just, it's, it's everything. <laughs> and I think, I think it's the fact that we run the 800 after all of that. So it's like going into the 800, my body's already destroyed. And then it's like, you just take it to another level. And that's like a hole that it, it just takes a while to come out of, honestly. And I think if I had to get up to compete again, you don't really feel like yourself for like three, four weeks. Um, so honestly, yeah. If you had the opportunity to switch the order of the events, what would, <laughs> what would you be switching so you could be less tired? Is the eight first oh. better? Honestly, <laughs> I, feel like that would be honestly I think I would put the eight first because oh I just, this is maybe bad to say, but I really think that I could recover maybe a little bit better mm. for the rest of the events. All right, I so don't think that would make the multi any easier, <laughs> but I, I think there's a chance I might handle that better. Whoever's in what? charge, <laughs> you want to change it after a hundred billion years? <laughs> Listen to Anna Hall. In your 800, what was your thought process going into that? Um, I literally was just like, this is going to hurt so bad. Just keep running. And yeah, I just ran for my life and um came through pretty hot in 58 which actually is kind of what i normally do <laughs> and then i just tried to hang on um with everything that i had yeah you're balls to the wall in the eight what do you think <laughs> that you can run in just an open eight at your best like freshest um i don't know because i really think you can't manufacture the same motivation that I have at the end of a heptathlon mm -hmm. to like my willingness to hurt. <laughs> I really think it would be hard to pull that out of myself in a regular event, but um, I don't know. I mean, I think my workouts point to that I might be able to run like two flat, maybe give sub two a crack, Ooh. but um, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to disrespect the event by saying something really fast. So I mean, I don't think it's disrespectful. You're, I mean, you're, you're, fast, you're so. good at the eight. Like, let's be real. The fact that you can pull out 204s, 202s in a freaking heptathlon is insane. And I think that speaks volumes on what you could run in the eight. Thanks. Yeah, Speaking. no one will be offended when you say you can run 156. I don't, don't know, worry. those open 800 girls might be like, mm. Since we're already on the topic of the eight, like Jasmine was saying, like you're the kind of girl, it's just balls to the wall. I don't care what's going on. I don't want nobody around me. Like, I want to be on my own. Why is that? Because it looks like the other ladies like to kind of be with each other and like compete with each other. You're just like, screw whatever camaraderie or f family kumbaya stuff y'all got going yeah, on. Yeah, I was like, I'm out of here, dude. Get to the line. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think I've run like that since I was young. I've always just been a front runner. And then I think, I honestly think my ego made me good in high school because I was like, well, now I can't get run down. Like, that would be so embarrassing. Something about being a Florida Gator. <laughs> so, uh, and then I just never really let that up. And, you know, a lot of the multis I do, I don't normally have other girls, you know, even running like sub 208. So I'm just kind of used to running by myself. And that's what's comfortable for me. 
Um, so yeah, I, I, and everything I do in practice is um, normally alone sometimes with Talitha or another runner, but um, pretty used to the time trial mentality. Yeah. After the competition, you posted a very uh, like emotional <laughs> video, like for me sitting there watching yeah. it. And basically everything that you've gone through these la this last month or so, I guess for those who hadn't seen it, what exactly happened? How did you handle that whole experience coming into the games? Yeah, um, I hurt myself in practice in long jump. Um, we kind of just started getting back to hard training after USA's and I slipped on a wet long jump board. And so it's like my spikes gripped the track when I planted at full speed and then my heel slid. So I, my wow. leg shot back and got like hyperextended. And um, yeah, it, it wasn't comfortable. Stomach just hurt so bad. Uh, oh my gosh. And I actually like, I landed in the pit and I had like a panic attack. Um, Grant was there and I think he was like opposite side of the track and was like, I'm scared to even go over there. Cause I was just like freaking out. I was like, please God, like, no, like not right now. Like, and then everyone was like, does it hurt? And I was like, no, I'm just really scared. And I was crying and all the trainers came over and um, it was so stressful. And honestly, in that moment, I was like, well, my season's over. And then luckily, you know, I got an MRI and it was, um, you know, something, there was an injury in there, but um, a lot less serious than it could have been. So we just um, started making a plan to see if we couldn't get ready for Worlds in time. I'm so <laughs> grateful and thankful <laughs> that there was nothing too serious. So I guess how prepared were you able to be in that month? Like, because of course there were days that you wouldn't have been able to train. A lot of it would have been spent doing PT what kind of amends did you have to make in that time? Like, or, you know, I saw Alter G, guessing a lot of pool yeah. work. Yeah, that first week we were in the pool and Alter G a lot. And they, um, every day I would try to warm up and kind of just like see how it felt because we were all kind of in agreement. Like, we don't have time to rest. <laughs> like, we, this is not the time of the year to just rest. So every day we like warmed up and we'd be like, can we practice today? And then a lot, the first week and a half we were like, no, I couldn't really even do strides. Um, so then we just swam, I lifted, just tried to stay fit and then work on small technical things that we could. And so I ended up getting to throw shot put a lot more, which I think came out <laughs> in my PR. Um, because the way that I was throwing at the beginning, I wouldn't really put my left leg down well, but I kind of learned how to use the right side of my body a little bit better. Um, and then once my left leg came somewhat back, that helped, but um, took a long time away from the jumps. Um, javelin was very, very painful. Um, so yeah, it was, it was pretty tough, especially trying to figure out how to long jump again. Cause I got on the runway the first day just to do run throughs and I was like, I'm terrified. <laughs> so, um, yeah, just kind of a rush to overcome that. I know there had to be a lot of emotions with that because like you were saying, like you and your team were like, there's no time. So like, was there any part of you and you know, your amazing community that was a little worried about like how the outcome of worlds would turn out? Because we already know like you're the Anna Hall, you, you were definitely already in metal contention before you got out here. Um, you know, there was obviously, obviously some shifts with like who your competition would be because Nafi also had to drop out, I believe because of an injury. So were any of you guys worried or did you know that you guys could make it through this month and come back with a medal? Um, I mean, I think we were all worried and just kind of tried not to talk about it. Um, <laughs> just avoid, avoid it. I was like, I'm not going to give it like attention, but um, I would talk and my coaches, they were just so calm and they were like, no, like you can still do this. Like you can still score 7,000 points. And so in my mind, I was like, I don't care who shows up. We're going to figure out how to win. And um, then I kind of would ask coach Welty after like, 
I was like a week and a half out from the meet and I still hadn't high jumped like successfully yet, like made a single bar in practice. And I was like, are you not stressed? <laughs> <laughs> and she was just like, no, it's going to be fine. And I was like, I can tell that you're lying. <laughs> um, so we, we just all tried to stay calm and just kept hoping. We we're like, one day it's just going to click. It's just going to click. And, um, you know, then things started turning around after I had, I did have a meltdown one day, that day at hydrant <laughs> practice. I threw the hydrant bar and I was like, I'm not effing going. Like, we're not going. And then I just, I walked to my car and I was like, I'm not doing the rest of practice. And then. Such a mood on um, the pro side. I wish I saw that. I was ugly crying and like, it was so bad. And I like was in the locker room crying. And like, I think I put a screen, like I was texting my sister. I was like, I'm not going. Like, I'm so sorry you guys booked these flights. Like I can't do it. And then. I went and talked with my coaches and I finished shot put practice that same day and then <laughs> decided like, yep, we're going to do this. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so I have to know because day one, it was raining. That track was very wet. So what were your thought processes going into that day, knowing the track was wet and you just went through such a traumatic experience? Yeah, um, I was, as soon as it started raining, I like looked at Coach Walter, I was like, of course. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and then I was like, okay, well, at least it's day one. Like, I, I don't know, hurtling in the rain has never really bothered me. And high jump, I was like, okay, well, if it's, the conditions are safe for everyone else, it'll be fine. And I just kept telling myself, I was like, I don't have time to be afraid. Like, I don't have time to like, think about that. And I'm so thankful that it wasn't raining on day two because I don't know that I would have been able to deal with that fear because I was already terrified heading into long jump. And so I'm just, yeah, I'm really glad the board was dry. <laughs> so speaking of like managing like a lot of emotions, like Jasmine was saying, like you just went through a traumatic experience, like it's raining on the first day, but like you have a very strong community behind you. I mean, like, I mean, if I threw a high jump bar in practice, I feel like coach would probably just kick me off the team or just say he doesn't want to coach me anymore. But everyone. <laughs> she built up enough cloud at this point. They're letting her stay. Yeah. But everyone sees to love and support you like they're willing to push you to like no ends of the earth but like they're always willing to be right back be right by your side as they take you through those things so talk me through like what it's like having such an amazing support system um it's incredible um yeah no I think that day Welty told me I was like I was like were you gonna let me quit and she was like no like I know you would never forgive yourself if like you quit like two weeks out like you, you gotta we gotta at least go and line up and I was like okay you're right and so just the fact that she was like, the reason she didn't want me not to quit wasn't because she wants me to win a medal. wasn't because she wants the glory of like being a coach at this level. It was just because she was like, I know you're not going to forgive yourself. And um, the way that my coaches just rallied behind me and every single person that I see for treatment in Gainesville, like as soon as it happened, we texted everybody and it was all hands on deck. Like I was rehabbing all day. It was appointment to appointment, appointment, swim, lift, more appointments, more treatments. People fit me in after hours. People let me take rehab machines home. And um, so it was a big team effort. And I mean, I'd walk around to the dining hall on campus and the head coaches of other teams were like, why do you have a knee brace on? Like what's going on? And they were praying for me. And um, it was really just like such a group effort. And that's when, yeah, I just felt so humbled by that. And um, one day it was actually raining at practice again. <laughs> and all my coaches, they like blow dried with um, leaf blowers, the <laughs> high jump runway, like so that it would be dry. So I wouldn't be afraid to try to high jump that day. And when they did that, I remember I looked and I was like, okay, we're, 
we're gonna try to win this thing like I, there's no way i have these people behind me and like was we there, don't show up and try <laughs> was there like any pressure that you felt like you might have been giving yourself to show up despite like having the injury because i know like there were a lot of other athletes who decided to either you know take care of their mental health or take care of their physical health and you know opt out of the world championships but like you said a month out like you ended up coming up with your own injury so did you see those posts at all and be like oh shit like do, like i need i do i need to do what they're doing or like, do i just need to show up before everyone gets mad at me like i don't know um i mean i think i don't think of myself as like a big enough deal that if i would have not come i don't think people would have been mad. like i don't know but uh, I, think, <laughs> I think otherwise they would have been mad <laughs> they would have been mad but they would have been very sad you're big enough yeah. that they would care so. they would definitely <laughs> care and be very sad so i didn't really think about that part but I guess actually seeing some other people like be like, oh, I'm injured, can't go. It did kind of make it an option in my head where I was like, oh, I was like, I don't have to go. <laughs> and, and then I was like, no, no, like I, I want to go really badly. But, no one told um, me I could just not do yeah, No, it did a little bit make it where I was like, oh, like, okay. Um, but no, then I, I ended up just, yeah, talking through everything with my coaches. And I was like, if I go down, like I'm going to go down swinging. Like I would never forgive myself if I didn't do everything that I could. So, so obviously before the accident, you're thinking, I want to win the gold medal. Then you think about not even going at all. The idea pops in your head. Um, and, but then you come here and you win a silver medal. I think you described it as bittersweet afterwards. But if you go on and have a wonderful career, win many, many gold medals after this, will this silver always be special for what you had to do in order to earn it? Yeah, yeah, I think it will. And I think um, the last month I had to like learn a lot about myself and you know toughen up a little bit. And um it was really easy right when it happened to just be sad and like why is this happening right now I have the worst luck ever and um just to kind of work through that I think is going to make me tougher in the long run so um you know right now it like hurts to be like oh I'm so thankful for this experience but I know that um down the road I think it's going to be a big tool in my resource box so um yeah I'm thankful for that and it'll always be special in that way a couple of days ago we had Shari on our show Shari Hawkins and we were talking to her about the schedule. Does the schedule bother you at all? Do you wish that it was set up a different way? Cause I know you guys had, I think it was three events in the morning session and then you were in the eight at night. Yeah, it's two in the morning and then the eight at night. Yeah, like five hours later. Um, the schedule, I mean, I've just never really thought about it being any different cause it just kind of is what it is and it's the same for everybody, but it is tough and I think um, that's part of why like the championship best. I didn't even know that I ran that in the 800 because I just assumed it would be faster than that because the world best I think is like too flat or something. And, um, I was like, oh, it is really hard to run a fast 800 at the world <laughs> championships because we all got four hours of sleep. We've been out here, you know, all day. Um, so yeah, the schedule is a little bit challenging, but I think it's just kind of part of it. And I mean, if they changed it, I'm sure all of us would be like, yay, more sleep. But, um, I don't know. It's the same for everybody. So it doesn't really bother me too much. Yeah. Speaking of Chari, she was, uh, when we were talking to her, she was essentially like mother goose is what Kyle was saying. Like she was giving all these speeches, just like, we're going to rally the troops. Yes, ma'am. Of course I want some, we're going to rally the troops and we're all going to finish this. We're having a great time. So did you um, listen to any of Shari's speeches? And if so, which one was your favorite? Um, I think my favorite one, I'm normally, I normally keep to myself down there. I'm not going to lie. Um, 
there's there's moments where I'm like, oh, we can joke around, and then there's moments where I go in my little cubicle and I'm like, okay, I just need to be alone. <laughs> but um, before we went out on the track for the second heat of the 800. I think she was saying to everybody, she was like, well, at least like, you know, the 800 is going to hurt really bad, but like, we're all going to lit, like, we're not going to die. Like, we're going to be alive. <laughs> and one of the girls goes, are you sure? <laughs> and I just like lost it. And I, was like, and I was like, this is just so funny. So I think that was my favorite one because it just kind of encapsulates how we're all feeling of like, okay, we're heading for like death and pain. But um, yeah, there's nothing we can do about it. If you could swap out one event, of the seven and bring in a new event what what's the trade you're making um i mean i would swap out javelin in a heartbeat um, <laughs> that one frustrates me so much um and then i would definitely bring in some type of run um just because that would benefit me but um yeah maybe add like the 400 um just to make it a little bit more running based i think that would help me out a little bit but um maybe the 400 hurdles yeah Oh, that would make sense. It makes sense, but like you just made it twenty times worse for everybody else. Well, you did the four hundred hurdles. You ran four hundred. Did you competed a lot individually this year? Mm -hmm. What was your favorite experience of the bunch? Was it tempting <laughs> to like? drop six events and focus on one at some point? I know a lot uh, of multis have done that in off years before. Yeah, I think I don't see myself doing that at least in the near future but it's definitely tempting sometimes when you're at practice and I've got three sessions in a day and you know everyone else has like one or two and you know they get Saturday Sunday off and you're at the track Saturday morning dying and I think sometimes then it's tempting just knowing that you know my lifestyle would look a lot different if I wasn't a heptathlete but um I've like got to see it through you know I got to see it through my boy so um yeah I don't see myself doing that anytime soon but I could definitely see you know maybe if I accomplish everything that I want in the heptathlon in a reasonable time where I've still got time left on the track just pursuing um a running event or maybe a jump I just imagine teammates complaining to you, like, I'm so tired. And then they're like, oh, I'm sorry. No, they know. They know. I do that all the time. I do that to Annie all the time. I'm like, I'm so tired. And then I look over at Annie and I'm like, girl, I'm so sorry. Let me shut up really quick. I'll walk away. No, yeah, they know. And sometimes they'll be like, oh, I just got jogging stride today. Like, do you? And I'm, no, I've never had a jogging stride day, actually. So you've gone to travel all over the world, lots of places in a short period of time. Where has been your favorite food so far? My favorite food was Italy. I mean, they've got a leg up because mm -hmm. I love pasta and pizza. So, um, yeah, that was definitely my favorite. Where's been the worst? Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> I gotta know. Where's the worst? Right. Think about your answer very, very much. Where do you never want to go to again? <laughs> I mean, I answer mine all the time. Okay. Like, I did not enjoy being in Beijing, and it's not because I had <gasps> they the go, food. They go get you. I mean, I don't, my coach coaches them, so I'm whatever. But it wasn't because of their traditional food. It was because they were trying to mimic making American food, oh, and it was horrible. Okay, okay. It was absolutely horrible. I would say I think my least favorite food was in France. Love you guys. <laughs> but I think I had the we're wrong places. I know. We're going to Paris next year. Going so, right into Paris. So, 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 so before we go, can everybody send me their recommendations so I go to there the right place? I think I had the wrong food there. Good save. So it's a save. It's an easy save. Everybody tell me what I should try. Someone media trained her. Yeah, flipped it. <laughs> 
So, Anna, as we start to wrap this up, as we've been learning so many amazing things about you, um, whenever your career is said and done, like, what do you want people to, like, know, like, the most about you? Or, like, what do you want people to remember about your career? Um, I think I just want to be remembered as somebody who was a fighter and who always, you know, just showed up and gave their best. And I know over the course of a long career, you know, that's not always going to be the gold medal and that's not always going to be, you know, the record, but, um, somebody who just laid their heart out every single time and in lots of different events and maybe did like crazy doubles that hadn't been done before <laughs> or ran on relays and did other things that, um, you know, people in the past haven't done. Has Jackie Joyner given you any words of advice? Tons. Um, <laughs> she has like spoken into me so much. And um, yeah, I think the biggest piece of advice she gave me was just, you know, not to fixate too much on the scores and the records. And she was like, you know, that's a lot of pressure and, you know, they will come when they come. And um, just to keep fighting always and focus on, you know, how I can improve in every single event and not let kind of like the noise get to me. And, you know, she's already given me some pointers for going into an Olympic year of like, you know, there's a lot of people pulling at you in many different directions. And, you know, these are the boundaries that you might have to set. And so I'm really thankful um, for that. So we do have, we've been sipping on champagne, but we do want to <laughs> just say cheers and congratulations. Cheers. 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 Um, and then I have to hear like, how have you celebrated? How will you celebrate? Where do we go from here? Um, I actually haven't really done anything yet. I went back to my family's apartment with them after. And so honestly, spending time with them was a celebration for me. And then um, I've been just really busy um, <laughs> doing a lot of kind of media obligations, which has been super, super fun. And then just trying to recover with my body. This isn't an obligation. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you wanted to do this They're one. Media privileges. What Everybody does kind of speak of them like, oh, but I'm like, it's my first year. So like, it is exciting and fun to me. Um, but yeah, you know, now I'm finally starting to get a little bit of my energy back and now I do feel like doing something to celebrate. So I'm sure I'll be having some fun with my friends this weekend. But honestly, like the two days after, like you couldn't have paid me to go out or anything. <laughs> so um, I wasn't ready yet, but now I am. <laughs> and then no, no more competing the rest of the year or um, no. Yeah. We're going to shut it again. Or? We're going to shut it down. I wish, um, I wanted to maybe, you know, finish out the year on the circuit, but um, with my knee and everything, we think it's best just to take six weeks off rehab and, um, you know, get healthy so that we can get back to training for Paris. Gotta get a gold medal. We're on a campaign for next year to put Anna on the four by four, by the way. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> that, that's my campaign for next year. For that? controversial. <laughs> <laughs> well, Anna, thanks so much for sitting down and joining us. I don't know if you've tried all the food in Budapest so far, but... Let's see where they fall in your ranking. Hopefully, yeah. if you don't like it, you don't mention that to anyone until after <laughs> you're gone. The Hungarians <laughs> will I'm come so sorry. sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I've had pretty good food here, so you should be yeah. okay. Yeah. I've, I've liked the food here. Yeah. Cool. I feel like all of Europe, I mean, they have good coffee and they have good pastries. Yes, so all the coffee. And I love coffee addicts. Yeah. Let's wrap this up. Grow up, Caitlin. Commercial. <laughs>